0: Welcome, everybody, to It's Doomsday Podcast Live. Today is December 12th, 2022. Time is 6.01 p.m. And joining me, as always, in the lives is Jake Diles. What's going on, man? How are you? Hello, Doom Daddy. How are you? Oh, I am doing just just dandy, guys. Welcome to everybody that's coming in. So, guys, Jake uh, picked the show topic for tonight, which is a topic I'm excited about, which is climate lockdowns. Isn't that correct? Yeah. It's a good one, isn't it? It, you know it is, but it kind of uh, it kind of scares me a little bit. And the reason why it scares me is I started looking into a little bit of the climate lockdown stuff. And you know what this reminds me of a lot. It reminds me of the Ge- Agenda 21 maps. Do you ever remember seeing those maps? Oh yeah, oh yeah,
1: and, and the, the 2030 stuff too.
0: Well, yeah, same, 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 same thing. Yeah, but um, no. So if you guys have never seen this map, it also weirdly wind, lines up to the FEMA maps. And it's basically non-livable zones scattered throughout the U.S. so we could save the planet. And that just, I know it's not the same thing with these climate lockdowns, but it just, it reminds me of that a lot. It's coming, boy. I told you it's coming. (laughs) So how much do you know about the climate lockdown so far? Because I didn't do much research into this topic. I kind of know what's going on, but I figured, you know what? Jake's got it handled. I'm just going to show up and act like I know what I'm talking about.
1: Uh, so uh yeah the uh this has been something that if anybody has listened to anything that i've ever talked about which is gonna be rare and exciting if that's if that's happened um i've been screaming about this for like what two years the last two years i think and uh this this is something that i th- that i routinely do is um i i pay attention to um, the the patterns, just like any anybody who has, you know that that law enforcement or military perspective, as you learn to look a little bit ahead, right? Just a little bit more ahead than the usual person would, um, and you can make a better judgment for what's happening presently. Um, in doing so, so. I started looking at the patterns and I started looking at how things were, you know, the cards were being dealt and, and looking at the validity of things and you can throw a lot of things out you can keep a lot of things in, but what the pattern said two years ago is what it still says now, two years later, which is the the main push for the pandemic stuff is a practice run essentially, even though it is a quote unquote real thing, um, despite you know it doesn't we're not picking and choosing sides whether you think it's real or not it is a it is a practice run to get people routinely comfortable with the idea of staying home and so far I would say they're doing a pretty great job at that would
0: you yeah because I don't even like leaving the house anymore for being honest yeah and how many people are working remotely now you know I um so that's one thing I think was kind of a, I don't want to go off and say that I agree with anything that happened with the pandemic because I truly do not, but I am really happy, honestly, that this did open up so many more remote positions. Um, I'm,
1: I'm glad it did. If they use it truly for a remote position, because I think that that's smart.
0: Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, and and I'm not like trying to be this like tree hugging hippie guy, but I mean, you think about it, if there's less people on the roads if there's less people burning up resources and less people going out, it makes everybody's day a little bit better, right? Like I want less. If I got to drive to my job, I want less cars on the road. And if you have a job that you could work remote and you can get out of my way, stay home.
1: That's well, kind that's, of how I look at it. <laughs> that's why you put a big plow on the front of your truck and you just give them the option to move or you move them. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's a very good point. Move or I'll move you. Get Wait. out of my way. They
0: say it's illegal, but it's only illegal if you get caught. So to go back to this, though, the other thing, you know, just to touch on what you said a little bit, it, they also were able to categorize um, what they deemed essential jobs. Remember the whole essential workers thing, yeah. which I didn't agree with half the people that were on this list, but it is what it is. What deems essential? my buddy was deemed essential because he worked at a boot store and they sold boots to first responders. Therefore his job was deemed essential. Hmm. I thought that was bullshit
1: in my area. Um, I don't know anybody who was, wasn't deemed essential.
0: Very interesting there. Well, okay. So let's talk well, Brooke, I don't want to go to, I want to stick to the climate lockdown stuff, but I mean, just to be real, like lawn care workers were deemed essential but hairstylists weren't so you could get your grass cut but not your haircut tell that to nancy pelosi yeah well you know that's nancy fucking pelosi (laughs) 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 oh my god so (laughs) hello everybody that's coming in uh let me just welcome everybody because we jumped into this pretty fast guys uh who do we got here we got raccoon six what's up We've got um, Shelby, Cindy, Eric, obviously Jake, Big Daddy Out. What's up, man? Miss Melody. We've got uh, – who else we got in here? We've got Little Joe, Crucible, Mags, Maverick, Angela, and Mama Bear. What's up, everybody? Hope everybody's Ooh. doing well today on this lovely Monday. I hope you had a good, non-stressful Monday now that everybody's back to work this week. So – yeah man so uh so basically what you're saying is is we were a little bit pre-programmed with the covid lockdowns correct a little bit it got us in the routine did it not it sure did it it did um and something that i noticed you know our walmart never returned to normal hours right one of the things i enjoyed about walmart at the pretty much the only thing it was it was 24 hours So I could Mm -hmm. roll and I could roll into Walmart in the middle of the night when there's nobody in there. And that's how I like it. I like nobody being in there while I'm there.
1: Yeah. And ours isn't either. And how many, uh, how many places can you look around at, especially like restaurants, uh, diners, uh, some fast food places that are now closed on Monday?
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So that was, that was a big part of it too. Plus also they did a lot of menu reductions at some of these places. And I think the excuse was it was due to shortages. Um, I think that's what they said. Certain restaurants cut out certain products and they didn't give them back. I saw a lot of restaurants shut down, you know, during the pandemic. But, I mean, that, I don't think that has anything to do with what we're going to be talking about tonight.
1: Well, uh, it doesn't, but that it also is an excuse. There's no excuse for why my Mexican pizzas from Taco Bell went away. Inexcusable.
0: <laughs> You know what? There's no excuse for why my steak, egg, and cheese bagels went away at McDonald's, Jake. <sighs> See? We're in the same boat, man. Like, <laughs> bastards. That was the only thing I enjoyed getting from McDonald's, and they took it away from me. That was the
1: only thing that I like at Taco Bell, aside from the crunch Wraps, And they did away with those for a little bit, too. And you know what happened? Twitter ate them alive. And then you know what they said? <laughs> Surprise, guys. Randomly, um, we're going to bring the Mexican pizzas back.
0: I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about what this, I I don't know where you want to go with this, but I want to talk about and, you know, try to get a handle on what this is going to look like for us.
1: Um, it's, I'll tell you, I, I, I will lead into it because the information isn't fun, which is why I'm trying to make this fun from the get go. Because if you're laughing now, You're just going to be in the middle later. And if I made it horrible now, it's going to be terrible afterwards. So we're going to even it out a little bit and start off on a good note. And then we're going to end up on a, like an, oh no. So we, you know, we get the balance.
0: Well, maybe we'll throw a palate cleanser in there from time to time when shit starts getting pretty dark, just to kind of liven the mood a little bit. And also welcome in Kate and Q Bella. Welcome in guys. Hey, Preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com. D-O-O-M 10 for 10% off at readywise.com.
1: Oh, hi, guys. Sorry, I was looking through the comments there. Mexican pizza Taco Bell is a fan favorite. Yeah, that's like I that's all said, man, inexcusable.
0: You know, inexcusable. last last Monday I tried to respond to a comment and I totally lost your audio. So I'm like scared to touch the keyboard today. So guys, I'm just going to say hello. That's all you're getting out of me.
1: If it's working, <laughs> dude, just don't mess with it. Exactly. So going, going into this, um, the climate lockdown thing was a thing that I saw coming. Down the pipeline a couple of years ago, and I've been talking about it for probably like two years, right? Would you say so? I'm asking dirt, lady. Um, And usually, usually my MO is that I talk about things way ahead of time um, to give people who are listening and want the information the heads up so they can do whatever they need to do as far as informing themselves or preparing themselves, or, you know, whether that's, you know, preparing your home, preparing your finances, or just preparing emotionally for, for the impact of when the news drops across the board. Um, but a lot of times all of, the, all of the things that I say go very unheard uh, because it's something that doesn't happen immediately. A lot of these things take time and you have to consider exactly how long it would take um, to, to throw down something of that magnitude across the population of 350 million people. Um, so, you know, the answer is, you know, quite a few years, which is why, which is why, uh, it's now, uh, agenda 2030 because it, you know, nothing ever goes as planned. They had to delay that stuff a little bit because it doesn't go according to the plan in the chart.
0: Well, I mean, anything that the government is in control of never goes as planned and the the research i've done into agenda 21 agenda 2030 sustainable energy plan is that this isn't just a us based oper- you know plan this is a global this is on a global scale
1: yeah and not just the us yeah and at first uh 21 was supposed to be just a us plan and when when that was starting to come out of the woodwork and officials were finally starting to talk about it we said yeah right this is going to be a world thing and Lo and behold, it is. How amazing. And well, it's also fascinating. Sorry to interrupt you there, but isn't it fascinating how, um, you know, you, you talk about these things because they're sensational. And, uh, you know, people say you're a right wing conspiracy nut. And uh, then everything that we've already have been talking about, literally everything has come true. Isn't that weird?
0: No, no, it isn't. What I was going to say is, you know, when, when you brought this up like this plan coming together it's like guys and i've said this a thousand times on this show it's amazing how every government around the world was able to get on the same page so quick with the same plan that never happens
1: it's it's incredible isn't it? it's almost
0: like it was okay. oh it it absolutely was a plan and i i know the the thing that kind of I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but I guess the thing that kind of like solidifies this with me isn't just the idea of, you know, everybody getting on board so quick for the lockdowns and what was going on and and limiting travel and stopping everything. And, instituting the mask but how quickly every fucking nation got on board with a vaccine with having no research into this whatsoever at all well that's because
1: if that you told me everything it, i needed to know. if you didn't do it you were gonna die a horrible death don't you remember that and you could also get free donuts you could get a free <laughs> burger you get free french fries what what better a deal a little bit of security in your belly for the safety of knowing that you're protected yourself and you're
0: well, I absolutely have vaccine phobia now. Um, I uh, had to call CVS to get Scripps filled today, and it was, we offer this, and we offer that. And have you had this vaccine? And I'm like, listening to this pre-recorded message, just freaking out.
1: <laughs> I have Fauci phobia every time I see that man's face. I
0: I am literally shaking. I, I am I am literally shaking. Well, things might come crashing down on him pretty soon here that's weird, here um, but we'll yeah see. so basically this whole thing about you know elon letting all this shit out um it seems like they Fauci. i don't want to say will or could be but could potentially be targeted for some things to come out now now that all this twitter shit's coming out but let's be realistic and look at the trend does that ever happen no but isn't it nice to think about It sure is.
1: A a girl can dream, you know. Yeah, we can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, it's you know there some. How do I want to word it, man? A lot of things are speculative nowadays, and I kind of touched on this last night when I was um, in Al's podcast I jumped in there to talk about a few things and very 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 few things are truth very many things are speculative until they're not and I uh, I had a conversation there about reminding people to be careful of of these things because it leads lead people to wander down holes that aren't really necessary and it seems Like it's a lot of it is is wasted energy and we have to be careful of what we pay attention to. Um, And a lot of a lot of things can be pushed aside and a lot of it is sensationalism. And, you know, look at, uh, you know, just as an example that I don't care about, I honestly don't care one way or another whether Michelle Obama is a man or a woman. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't care. I, I do not care. It, it has no bearing on my life, and I, I care not. Um, but many people will pull into the sensationalism of that, and uh, they, will, they will absolutely take advantage of that and send people down these long, windy roads. And it seems rather unnecessary when you, when you put that against the whole of information that we should be paying attention to.
0: No. And I agree with you 100%, but I mean, I feel like that's just kind of a distraction tactic. Look over here while we do this type thing.
1: And that's, that's something that I, I, I speak less about too. That, that exact thing, you know, that, that whole trick, um, of, of look at this. So you don't look at this sort of thing. I know some of that for sure happens, but I don't think everything is a trick and I don't think everything is, you know, I don't think everything's conspiracy, but I definitely think some things are for sure. Um, but I, I always try to remind people to be careful of the things that you pay attention to. Um, do I, do I uh, think this whole, this whole pandemic thing was way overblown and way over dramatized? Yeah. 100%. Um, my, my stance on it is probably going to be something everybody can, you know, agree with for the most part, which is if you want to get the thing, get it. If you don't, then don't. Either way, you don't have a right to give the other person a bunch of crap because they think differently than you. Um, I think that's important. And I, I think we should be more mindful of that and other people and what they choose to do with their lives. And we have to understand that no matter what you say, no matter how you ridicule them one way or another, and no matter what it is, they're going to do what's best for them. And you should encourage people to do what's best for them.
0: You know, and I got to be honest about it. I was a real dick about the vaccine to a lot of people in the very beginning of it, but I had my reasons for it. And the reason was is we did some deep research into where this vaccine came from, the history of it, and we knew it was bad. So my whole thing was I'm going to, like, let people know how bad this is so they don't get it. And I'm going to tell them you don't want that. And now I'm just like, you know what? It doesn't matter. People are going to do what they want to do. I'm not saying anything. I don't care. Yeah, Yeah. And And that's kind of where I landed
1: And my, I'm kind of there with you too, but at the same time, you got to let people do what people do, which is typically what they want to do or what they, they feel is in their best interest. And that might not jive with my interest or it might not jive with yours, but I think the, I think the most effective approach that they probably could have taken were I, uh, were I ever in that position knowing that it would be a highly debatable thing either way which is to say look again if you want to get it just get it if you don't want to then don't but at no time does does anybody have a right to kick somebody out because of this or that or whatever you know i i don't think that that's very cool i don't think that that jives very well with me i think we get into really scary territory when we you know it's it's kind of indicative of just how divided people really are when we're kicking people out of restaurants you know because of a, a belief or, or lack thereof Um, that's some really scary territory and we got to be careful with those things.
0: Oh, absolutely. 100%. And you know, for, for the most part though, I think that if it was more of a suggested thing and not a mandated thing, I think they might've gotten better traction with it. But I think that's what pushed so many people away from it was you need this, you have to have it. But again, I think this was also part of this whole litmus test of, you know, where can we go next, right? Sure. What can we push people into next? Because, I mean, let's be honest about this. There are, there are a ton of reports coming out. Well, maybe there's a handful of reports about the negative side effects, this, that, the other people killing over, et cetera, et cetera. There's maybe a handful or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, even with this being out there in the media, they're, they're you know, on social media and people sharing stories and, and making videos about it. Um, they're still pushing it. So to me, it's, it's like maybe... They see that, you know, that that the social media side of this doesn't matter. People's individual stories don't matter. As long as they can control the masses, that's what matters. And I'm thinking that might segue us back into this climate lockdown, maybe, because we are talking about the masses with this, not one or two people, but masses. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that's something that would affect literally masses of people. And that's that's going to be the push. The, the climate lockdown thing is the next thing. In, in case anybody wanted to know and wanted to do research, it, it is becoming and it will be the next thing. The COVID thing will get pushed on the back burner. It'll still be around, but the climate lockdown thing will be the thing. So be prepared to hear more about that when you turn on your TV, or if you listen to the radio, watch the news, um, I actually encourage people to watch mainstream media um, so they can understand what the narrative push is and understand what to what to pay attention to and what to stay away from.
0: Right, I got gotcha. you. And so how do you... Because like I said, I've done like very little research into this at all. How do you think this is going to start?
1: Well, what it's going to start with is... Buddy, you're okay. Um, what it's going to start with is the initial push will be putting people into things called 15-minute zones. And what that means is that if you live in a certain, certain area, you will have the ability to travel anywhere within 15 or 20 minutes of that zone. And if you travel outside of that, they will stop your ability to travel. They will stop your ability to leave that area. And if you choose to leave that area or if you have to, you have to get a pass to
0: do it. So would a pass, I'm assuming a pass would be, you know, if you, if you have a job that's outside of that 15 minutes, or maybe a pass would be, say, if you're a first responder, if you're police or you work in a prison or, you know, EMS, things like that, like these guys would automatically get granted passes, right? Correct. And then I'm also trying to think about this too. So I know like city of Philadelphia, for example, a lot of people choose to live outside of the city because they don't want to pay that live in the city tax. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, you know, for, I'm, um, you know, how they did, you know, essential jobs before. I'm wondering if that wouldn't be something similar. And they say, no, you can't go to work anymore because it's too far away. You have to get a new job.
1: Um, that goes along probably with the essential stuff. And if it's considered essential enough, you can probably go work that job. Um, But if it's deemed non-essential, it's probably going to be one of those, well, you don't have the green pass to travel outside your 15-minute area. And it, to answer a little Joe, it wouldn't matter if you're driving, wouldn't
0: matter if you're riding a bike, it wouldn't matter if you're hiking. Yeah, because I guess you would have to prove how you got there, right? Um, You'd
1: have to prove how you got there. Everybody's going to have their cell phone on them no matter what. Um, I mean, it's the, the world is getting smaller and smaller every day. If you truly want to find someone, um, you can
0: No, and, and I'm totally aware of that. I'm just like, kind of in, in my mind trying to process. So say that you're outside of this 15 minute zone. Right, you get arrested. You'd be arrested. What, like, but if you got there by means of public transportation or foot traffic or something like that, do you think that's just going to be what it is? Like, hey, you're more than 15 minutes from your address, or are they going to try to probably base this more off like vehicle operation? Um,
1: it'll it'll probably start out with vehicle operation, but it'll it'll be one of those things that's tracked on an app on your phone, or they'll scan your license plate. Um, you know, use, you know, common sense will tell you the various methods you could use, you know, you can, you can look at a vehicle's license plate, you can track the VIN number, you can just scan or look at somebody's ID, or you can, you can look at their phone credentials, um, an app, you could target an app that would put your home address in with your information and they would give you, you know, a, a blueprint zone within 15 or 20 minutes of you that you can be in and not, uh, not go outside of
0: you know i don't even think they would need that anymore i mean we all sign up for cell phone plans right the majority of us and they have our socials when we sign up for that those are registered to our addresses right Mm -hmm. and your your phone plan is you know you need a place for them to send that bill and a lot of this a lot of the google stuff in these phones and a lot of like terms and conditions are always being updated like i have samsung they send out a, a new terms and conditions thing i want to say about once a month Mm -hmm. and a lot of it is tracking a lot of it is data a lot of it is information sharing i go through and i deny it all Mm -hmm. um but like if they want to know where you're at they they have that capability already so would they be able to ping a phone when it starts getting outside of this 15 minute zone yeah absolutely bro i can ping a phone
1: for my computer
0: yeah i can't i'm not that smart but i believe you can jake (laughs) So no, it, I mean, this is a very scary topic. I mean, this is, I mean, basically what we're talking about is we're talking about being prisoners within our own homes at this point or prisoners to an area or segregated. Right. And they've, they've had us so glued to our phones to where we can't put them down. That's your lifeline. Now you're not going to leave the house without that phone. You don't do it.
1: Right. I mean, I was, I was out and about last night and I kind of took notice of that exact thing as um, there was a, a young couple, um, you know, probably, probably in their twenties, you know, 20, 24, 25, uh, sitting in their car. And, uh, as I was walking out of where I was at, I just happened to take notice. I was parked right next to them. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if they were married, boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever, but they were sitting in their phone regardless or sitting in their car, both of them on their phones, uh, with the car running. And that's just what they were doing. I sat there for like five minutes And, you know, I wasn't like staring at them, but I observed and, you know, I, I took note of that. I was like, man, I was like, is that what relationships have become now? It's very interesting.
0: You know, I, uh, briefly left my phone at the house the other day and I felt like naked and I was only going for a short ride. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to turn around. I'm just going to leave it there. Um, I don't remember where I was going. I don't know if I was going to the, to the liquor store. I was going just somewhere for a quick ride and i left it and as soon as i got like on the main road i was like shit how dare i don't have, you have my phone a tracking device what were you right thinking? and you know in <laughs> it just it kind of hit me like in that moment of like man i don't i don't feel safe or comfortable without having this thing and that's what it's become too guys because you got to understand like one one flip side of this too is we've somehow within our society and this has only happened in like the last 25 to 30 years this is like relatively new is that you need to have that lifeline of communication in case something were to go wrong now when i was a kid we used to run around go all over the place if your parents didn't hear from you they weren't worried about it until it was dark and you were missing for an hour right it was just expected that you'd show back up wait missing for an hour yeah they would come
1: look for you after an hour? How'd you get so lucky, dude? Well,
0: they would they would run outside and just start screaming, Jester, where are you? That's basically how it worked. Because we lived in the middle of nowhere. There was like seven houses on our street. So that that was like it. they just come outside and yell. And if you didn't show up, they'd go knock on the neighbor's doors because you had to be in somebody's house, right? Yeah, um I
1: mean, my parents never did that. I mean, they would just be like... Because I, I lived... I have like, yeah, probably, probably like 10 houses on my block and a block for us is a mile on each side. So we're looking at four square miles, right? Right. So I'm, I live out in the country and we had a couple friends growing up and my brother and I, and we would ride our bikes to the other, to the opposite corner of the block, you know, two and a half miles roughly. And, uh, you know, we would just tell them, Hey, we're, uh, we're going over to a friend's house. Okay. When are you coming back? Uh, dinner time okay. And then that was it. And then we would just be back. There was was never any, like, where have you been? I tried to call you. I tried to text you. you Like it was,
0: they would just, they knew where we were at, you know? Right. And, and so what we've been trained on is that you need to be in contact because so many things bad, you know, can happen. And I mean, it's, and that's just how it is now. Like if, if my wife is gone and I call her and her phone goes to voicemail, I automatically get concerned. I mean, 90% of the time I'm thinking she forgot to charge her phone again. Cool. I can't get a hold of her. Um, Very rarely does it like cross my mind that, you know, something bad has happened, but it is definitely a worry in the back of my mind. And I think that we have been kind of bred into this mentality that you need to have this phone on you all the time. You need to have this tracking device all the time. And because of that, when we talk about this lockdown stuff, that's going to be, i I guess essentially that's going to be what comes out of this right is you have this device you can be tracked and you can be penalized but you have to have it you can't get rid of that device it's like your own little monitor be
1: tracked now the difference between now and then is that right now it's fun
0: hey preppers do you want 10 percent off survival food go to www.readywise.com and use code doom10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at ReadyWise.com. D-O-O-M 10 for 10% off at ReadyWise.com.
1: It's fun. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're being tracked nonchalantly with everything you do and everywhere you go, but you're doing it when you're on social media. So you're answering all the Instagram messages and you're getting all checking all your notifications and, you know, checking your emails. So in that way, it's fun because it pertains to you and what you do. So in, in that way, it's fun. It's like, Oh, I got to post a video or, or do this or that. It's not because you're being
0: tracked for nefarious reasons right now. Right. Yeah. No, I, and I, I get that. I get 100% what you're saying. You're you're staying on it. And even if it's to a, even if it's not for a reason of fun, like, let's say you're out and you just experienced this new restaurant in Seattle and it sucked. Well, you want to damn sure you want to make sure you leave a shitty Google review about it. Right <laughs> now. <I don't. laughs> well, now they got that. Well, now I'm just saying now they got that information. Now they know where you were at that time and what you potentially had for lunch.
1: Dude, it's, it's the same thing that I do with everything. If I don't like it, I don't entertain it. So I, I don't go on and make a big stink about stuff. This is just me. I'm just speaking for myself. I'm no, I'm no you know high and mighty or anything like that. I just value where I waste my time. <laughs> and for me, that's a big time waster to go on the internet and complain really about anything. So, I don't complain about restaurants. I don't complain about reviews. I don't go make Facebook posts about somebody who is rude to me at a Wendy's because they don't want to be there anyway. You work at a Wendy's, nobody wants to work for Wendy's. Um, You know, I don't expect them to have a smile on their face. But I'm certainly not going to make some big post about how my fast food burger was a little on the cold side. It's like, yeah, those guys are getting paid like 10 bucks an hour. I get it. What what can I expect from a dollar and 25 cent? burger
0: you know no i get it i so what i like i'll leave in-depth bad reviews if it's a situation where i've gotten really screwed over because i want to save other people from wasting their time i want to save other people from going through the shit that i went through right um so it depends on circumstances but i'll leave i'll leave a bad review occasionally i'll leave good ones occasionally too if my mind's blown with a place i'll be like yeah
1: if my mind's absolutely blown sure but that it's hard to blow my mind, dude. Um, 10 years of law enforcement, I've seen everything. It's hard to surprise me anymore. Um, but if I get surprised, it's probably important.
0: So, all right, to tie this back in a little bit here. So we, we figured out how we're being tracked. We figured out the potential time zones, um, or, or travel zones, I should say. What do you think else? What else do you think is going to come with this? Well, it's it's definitely
1: going to be fifteen minute zone suggestions, but some places will be twenty, depending on where you're at. You know, if you're like out in the country or whatever. But like where I'm at, everything everything is attainable within fifteen minute drive for sure. Um, And it seems like that's our pretty definitive plan that that's that's kind of come about here. And this this will be the thing. So go and do some research. Go and go and do some research on fifteen minute zones and go look it up because there is literature already out there. Um, and you can find this and you can go and inform yourself and do your due diligence. Um, but look at it with an open mind. Uh, but what comes, what comes after that
0: is what you're asking. Yeah. Like, you know, what are we looking at? You know, is there any talk of penalties yet? And what is you know, is there a potential end game of this or is that it? Like it, you're going to be in these zones and that's it. The, the penalties that I've heard is that
1: they will restrict your travel, Um, even further and take it away completely add points to your license Um, basically this this is leading into what some would consider a social credit score Um, it would affect those things Um, and it's it's hard to do because virtually every other country is pretty compliant you know let's let's look at China they pretty much do what they're told to do Um, and a lot of that is because they say do it or we'll beat you and your family and then they say okay Um, a lot of other places like Australia or New Zealand they're just more compliant by by design by nature a lot of them don't like the things they would gripe about it a little bit but ultimately do it because they're more compliant and a lot of people complain about America being this overly boastful ego egomaniacal place and for the most part i agree with that but we're successful because of our inability to be compliant with most things and i think it has its benefits and its detriments and i think that once we can whittle that down then i think it's pretty much done for for the rest of the world i think that we stand as a really good example of, of what it looks like when you tell um, dictatorships no. And I think that a lot of other places could take note of that and employ some of that in their own culture and in their own lives. And it looks kind of like it's happening, um, despite what the media doesn't show. Um, look at Bolsonaro in Brazil. Um Look at what's look at what the riots are uh, what riots are going on in China right now. Um, nobody's talking about that for some reason. Blows my mind. Look at the riots that are happening in Australia. Uh, look at the riots that are happening in Sri Lanka. Look at the riots everywhere across the world that they don't.
0: Right, and you know I've been. I've been seeing some of this stuff pop up on on the internet where some of these riots are, are going down. I get people that send me news articles and stuff from time to time. I haven't gotten to get really in depth with this stuff or check it out. Um, but something I do gotta wonder about, you know, with this with the climate lockdowns, I'm wondering what kind of rights you're gonna lose when you're penalized. Like, are they gonna have the right to come into your home and just scoop you up at that point? Um, at some point, you know, they're gonna sign this into law and it's gonna be something that we're gonna have to agree to more or less. And what happens at that point? You know, what, what kind of shit are we going to be into as far as penalties go? You know, I mean, they're already looking to get in our homes any way they can. I feel like this would be one more thing for that. Sure.
1: And it's, you know, the, the thing that we have said for years is the thing that's very true is that, you know, those, those who give away freely, their their, their compliance for, a little bit of quote unquote safety you know they they deserve neither freedom nor safety, which is true um, you know you're you're giving up your freedoms in order for the the betterment of your perceived safety uh, but you have to understand that you know the the government's a big entity and they're rather inefficient, and for me, I want them in my back pocket as little as humanly possible um, but some people are are very swooned by the idea of safety because they've made us believe that going out and venturing out into the cold dark world is rather unsafe and the moment you go out you're you're going to be oppressed or you're going to be victimized or triggered or attacked or anything that you can throw dart at um so for the most part people want the they want to be left alone they want to do their own thing they want to be they want to be away from other people and there's this there's this whole mindset shift. Um, and a lot of that has to do with social media. We can do a lot of things from our home, like work remotely. Um, there are a lot of things we don't need people for anymore. And the ones that we do have to interact with, we don't do it well. Um, not as well as we sure uh, used to, you know, 10 or 15 years ago.
0: No, I, I, agree with that. People are very, very short with one another. And I swear to God, people are, are, you know, losing the ability to communicate. And everything's being pushed into the digital age. I've noticed that. I've just as a crappy example of this. Uh, my son's back. I'm trying to get him a job somewhere so he has something to occupy some free time, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't believe how many places do not have paper applications anymore.
1: Yeah, you got to do it all online, man.
0: Right. And I, I I can't stand it. I mean, I understand. I could understand once you get a job. Hey, we need your email just so we can send you alerts for things and let you know what's going on with the company, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, I feel that you have to, you should be there in person, you know, asking for that job application, saying that you want that job and filling that out and taking it back and handing it to the boss, the manager and being like, here, I'm a real person. I'm serious. I want this job versus, you know, just online filling out application after application you know, watching your email inbox. It's
1: so impersonal. It is. It really is. And, you know, they, they think that it's, there's good and bad to it. You know, I, I get that it's quicker and it's more efficient. Yada, blah, 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 blah. I get, I get all that. There's good and bad to it. I mean, as efficient as, as it is, we, we remove the personality out of the equation. And I think that's a bad thing, especially when it's, you know, most of the jobs like, uh, you know, kids, your kid's age are going to work in or generally service in some some way, shape or form, whether they work at like Wendy's or they work at Lowe's or whatever they do. They're they're going to be in contact with people. And it starts right there. You know, you have to you have to really nowadays, it seems like you have to tell these people like, hey, um, I know it seems weird, but you're going to have to talk to a human being that exists out here in the world and you may have to approach them first, and you may have to smile and appear friendly. And it blows my mind that a lot of people get scared by that. I've never, I've never seen so much social anxiety um, now than I have at any other point in time. I, I've never really been scared to talk to people. I don't get anxious, overly anxious to talk to people, and that's just me. Um, I get some people get nervous, you know, when uh, public speaking, that makes sense. Um, but to talk to another human being who generally, you know, doesn't really care too much, um, kind of like you and thinks generally on the same line as you do, um, having that perspective really makes it easy to be like, Hey, what's up, man? What are you looking for? You need some screws. All right, come over here. Aisle 16 right over here, right about waistline. You know what I'm saying? Wink, bend down there and, uh, look for some screws, uh, make a little joke and sell, you know, sell the product and do your job. Um, it's not hard to do.
0: Well, it's, it's funny you bring up the social anxiety thing, because I mean, that's something that wasn't really an issue 20, 30 years ago. And now it is. Um, I, you know, I, I understand if you grew up sheltered and you're in like a big area and there's a lot of people, you might get a little nervous, things like that, but the social anxiety and people not being able to communicate or talk to one another has become a huge problem. And I'll like directly walk up to people now, you know, in, in places like Lowe's Home Depot, Hey, I need some help. And they just kind of stare at you, you know, or, or they get a little bit nervous. or they get a little bit freaked out or I've had people totally just walk away from me before.
1: Yeah. And that blows my mind too, man. Um, but most of it is like, hey, where, where do you guys keep your screws at? And then they they pull out the little, you know, it's all automated now. All they have to do is do what you could do. And you could pull up Lowe's website and you could find out what I all their product is into. Like they're just doing something that you could do. Um, you know, in, in some ways I agree with like the remote position stuff. I think a lot of it can be done remotely. Uh, but a lot of it can't. Like there are people, um, you know, the job I worked in, I have to talk to people. And I have to be personable because I'm in someone's house. Um, and when I'm in their house, it's their rules, you know, and, and you have to be mindful and respectful of those things, you know, not to make a mess. If they want you to leave your shoes at the door or whatever, you know, this and that thing. But, you know, if I go into somebody's house and I act, you know, that way, they're going to get really uncomfortable by that. And it's, it's off-putting. Um, I've never had a single complaint about any of that. I, I, I talk to people pretty much yeah, you know the way I talk to you or I talk to anyone else I don't really change um, sometimes I crack some jokes believe it or not and and I really like sarcasm and a lot of people pick up on it and you know uh, a lot of people are really freaking nice man um, like last Friday I left I left work with like a plateful of different things like cookies and fudge and like peppermint bark all from different people who are like merry christmas. This I made this for you. I knew you were coming. I was like, "Okay, score, dude. This is awesome." It's if great. you could,
0: if you could only see me over here with this shit eating grit on my face. So, where Jake, where I live, people <laughs> do not understand sarcasm at all. It's like a thing that's just dead here. Um it it doesn't work and I've had people like I've been sarcastic with people here and had them get really shitty with me because they didn't get that it was just sarcasm.
1: Yeah, I I had to really <laughs> hone in on my, my <laughs> or hone out on my ability to use sarcasm because um, I kind of learned over time that like some people don't pick up on that and they think you're being a jerk. And I didn't realize that until later on. And I was like, you know, I watched too much of The Office uh, for this. And everything in that show is basically done with sarcasm or some sarcastic undertone and it's hilarious to me um so my my speech is kind of is is kind of molded in that way too um and sometimes I'll say the sarcastic thing that I think is like great timing great approach comedic 10 out of 10 and then people look at me and they don't know if they should be mad at me or if i'm joking and a lot of a lot of the time it was i had that harsh realization of like oh god i did it again
0: this is an emergency action message at approximately 1am Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles in front to the following cities: Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle,